This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Um, evening, you listen to Radio City Talk. Hope you are well. Um, this is the first time that we've been back on the radio since we uh, picked up a little bit of an award, which I'm sure we will tell you about throughout the course of the show because we do like to brag a little bit on here, so make sure you <laughs> stick around, all right? Um, we've got an hour and we've got, as ever, a guest in the studio. And today we're taking a little bit of a different slant because this lady, shot to fame, um, probably in your eyes, around about 2012. Uh, and now she's back in the limelight because she's taken the decision to turn professional. It is, of course, Natasha Jones. Welcome to the show. How are you? Are you well? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Look at that, smiling after turning professional, doing the training. Not many people are smiling at this stage of camp, mate, I'm telling you. <laughs> exactly. Straight back into it. How's it going? Is, is it living up to all your expectations as of yet, the training camp? Because you've been used to doing it as an amateur. Is it majorly different as a pro? It's not like majorly different, you know. It's still a routine and everything, but there is little, there is little certain elements of of the boxing that you you have to change. Obviously, there's no there's no head guard for me now, so you've got to keep your hands up a bit more. You've got mm. to move your head a bit more. The sh- and you're not well. When I was amateur, you were scoring for points, so yeah. the points thing's gone. You got to plant your feet. You know, you got to throw shots a bit harder because you. Aiming to kind of stop people. Now you're knocking people of, out, kid. Yeah, that's exactly. what you want to be doing, so, isn't it? That's what we want. That's it. That's what you've been in the. You've been on the weights. You've got to get a little bit of muscle on. You know what I mean? If you're going to stop these kids. Oh, I just had me putting me through my paces, and obviously I've got the Smiths and everyone to put to push me on in the gym, which is always good. Is we, that, was that the reason why Tasha chose to go with Joe Gallagher? Because obviously the Smiths are there. It, it must be like the return of the old days in there, of a, when everyone's in. It is a little bit, but to be honest, um, I respect what Joe's done as a coach and, and uh, former Ring Magazine Hall <laughs> Coach of the exactly, Year. Exactly, yeah. can't argue, can't with, argue it. with that. Um, and you know, he t- he turns people into he turns the oh well, you know, they're a nice kid, but. I don't know if they'll get to world level or, yeah. you know, the good, good boxers, point. but I don't mm. know if they'll get to world. He turns them people into world-class training, well, world-class performers. So yeah. when I was thinking about all of the the top five people, the trainers who I think, in my opinion, I am... You pro, wouldn't have been short coaches. of offers, Jim. Come on. Uh, no, I, short of offers, I, Joe was right at the top of the list. So uh, when I asked him, he was like, uh, you know, I'm flattered that you'd ask you, you know, come and have a little go. Just to see, you know, to to know what the training is, mm. and you know, to see if I work for you, you work for me, and and I went, and obviously, like you said, it's a home away from home now. I think I've toppled the scales of scouse to man ratio there. So, <laughs> with the scousers are taking over. So, <laughs> I, I had a conversation with Joe yesterday just to let him know that you were coming on the show, and he says, uh, "Yeah, yeah, she was putting some manners on Paul Butler yesterday." I'm led <laughs> to believe, is this right? Oh, we, we we don't really talk about what's going on in the gym. We keep it under wraps, don't we? You know what I mean? I know that I know the etiquette between fighters. <laughs> But you were sharing the ring with uh, the baby-faced assassin yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, that's 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 right. You know, I've got such a oh, there's a wide range of people to spar with there, and you know, some, some of talent them, like, there. Yeah. There's, and like I said, they're all world-class people. So if I can move through the stables with them and even get half of the stuff that they've done, hmm. then I'll be happy with, with with what. Well, let's talk about that amateur career first, right? Because we're going to take this on a little bit of a journey for people, uh, so they're fully aware of what you're all about and where we're going in the future. All right, so let's talk about that amateur career because it was it was decorated, man. You know what I mean? You've got medals coming out of your ears, you've got titles coming out of your ears, um, and then obviously in 2012 you became the first lady to one qualify, then to fight at the Olympics. This was major. Every man and his dog's talking about Natasha Jonas. Here we go, boom, 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 boom. Obviously, we know what happened in 2012. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But then you make the decision, don't fancy it no more. What was that like at that moment? Why, why, why did that decision come? 
Um, it was so hard, and it was after the um, like the disappointment of the Commonwealth Games. I, I also got injured during that that last bout, and it meant that I missed the, the first qualifier for the world. And I thought, well, is the appointment carrying on for another four years? Mm. Like you made this decision in 2015, just for people's geography, yeah. Yeah. Go, go, so go. I was thinking, like, is the am I going am I going to stay another four years? And I honestly couldn't see myself staying for another four year cycle. So I thought, right. It, you're going to have to start making moves as it, to move away. And that decision to move away was harder than the decision to come back because at the time I was a fully funded athlete. You know, I trained full time. That was my work. That was my job. That was everything. I, I was a comedy to fall. I lived at home. And and when I was coming away from that, I was like, well, okay, now that if boxing goes, what what mm. do I do? Yeah. And I've been lucky and fortunate enough that I've got, got like my own business and stuff that from that boxing. But... That was a harder decision to make because I didn't actually know what I was going to do because boxing took up my life and it was my life from from that moment on. Um, coming back to it with all them stuff in place, you know, I do have an income, I do have an, an, an other 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 venues to, to to go to. It was it was just a case of, okay, can you get the baby looked after? Do you want to come back? And that 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 decision was easier than the decision to leave. Was was part of the decision to leave as well because you wanted to start a family because you'd met someone and you wanted to settle down, or did that all happen as a bit of a chain reaction after you'd come away from boxing already? By the time I had officially left GB, I was already pregnant. Right. Um, but that was six months later before, before after the Commonwealth Games. So mm. um, in fact, it might have been eight months later. So. I'd, but I'd, I'd, you know, I'd gone up and I'd spoke to Rob and I'd, I'd said what, like, you know, that, 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 like, and, that's and, it for me, yeah. Yeah, and he, Rob was so supportive, like, and the whole of the GB setup were just brilliant with me, but, you know, they wished me well and that, that was it. Where you're at right now then, because you just alluded to it there, because you now obviously had a, a child, mom. you're yeah. a mum, working mum. How does the decision then, Come where you think to yourself, do you know something? I fancy a piece of that pie. I want to get myself back in the mix. Do you know what? It all started with me and Tom Stalker having a stupid conversation. I thought you were going to say have a fight then. Like no, you're in no. someone's kitchen or something. Like, there's a YouTube video going around. So, um, I don't where, know, where, yeah, where did this conversation take place? I was just in the car and um, I, I don't know if Tom had texted me and I'd phoned him or the other way around or whatever. And we were talking about the, the Katie Taylor um, debut. And I'd obviously I'd done a bit of commentary work on there and we were talking about it and he was like, Oh my god! What's happening with Nikki? You know, is she is she gonna go over? I said, Oh, we're on the great fan. We're talking about December. Mm-hmm. Is that years? You know, mm. whatever. And he was like, Wouldn't you think about coming back? And I was saying, I was like, No, Tom, don't be silly. Don't be. So don't the be captain stupid. started this off, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Good lad. I was like, Don't be stupid, Tom. Don't be stupid. Uh, I'm like, at the time, why, I was, why did you think don't be stupid though? Because let's be honest. I mean, I've just mentioned a couple of the accolades that you picked up as an amateur. Sensational. Yeah. But had you just totally put it to bed? You'd not even thought about it at all. You just thought to yourself, I'm done. Yeah, when I said goodbye to boxing, I said goodbye to boxing. You were done. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 like mentally, physically, emotionally, all my ties were cut. I still trained, um, done a bit of coaching in the rotunda, and that was like as close as I got to it. I do, uh, my work focuses around boxing. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you're still relatively young, Tash. Let's be straight. You know what I mean. You're, you're in I'm your early. Than a look. We'll, we'll go early thirties, right? We won't <laughs> give it away because we'll, we'll, go, we'll go early thirties. But you're still relatively young in this particular game. Um, yeah, it depends what way you look at it and, and how, how. I look at it like Klitschko's forty-one. You're okay, younger than yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, right? I'm younger than Klitschko. <laughs> young, just about, just a little bit. But you know, it depends how far you want to take it and how far you want to, and how quickly you want to do that. Because yeah. 
not everyone can, you know, be a world champion in 15. But with your amateur pedigree, though, as well, you must have thought, Tash, you know what? I'm not like a novice starting out. I haven't got to have 20 fights before a fight for a British title, for instance. I can hopefully pick it up quite quickly and... You know, because your your style as well was very much like a pro style. You you loved the fight, you loved the tail, you loved to throw heavy heavy leather. You know, so I, I just thought as soon as I heard the news, I was like, that makes so much sense. Mm. It was only the fact that because the baby and everything else, I thought, wow, she really has like you know, yeah, it turned was, her back on comp- competing at least. It was. It was just. It was just bizarre. But from that that conversation with Tom, it was just like. Did you go to the gym it, the next day and kind of hit the bag and go, you know what? It didn't, I've still it just got planted it. the seed. So I was thinking, I went to sleep and I, I woke up and I was thinking, no, what is actually stopping you? Mm. You know, the baby's in nursery and if she's not, she's cared for by family. Mm-hmm. You, you work, that can, it's, it's self employed, so I can do it around, it whatever. Work. I can make it work. There's nothing that ties me down to anything. And I was thinking, I don't want another kid anytime soon. Um, so like, what what is really stopping me? And then it was that train train of thought. I thought, well, okay. Well, I was thinking. So from Tom back up, and I was like, well, Tom, what do, what do I need? What do what do I need to do? <laughs> you do a ring uh, yeah, to well, let them know I'm pro. Like, he was like, <laughs> That's ah, you're, you're back on I've it. Got you're back, you know what I was like, ah. So um, and then that was that was it. Then and just started. You said, oh, you need to get a manager. You need to get, mm. you know, blah blah blah, and it was just. It's weird because this this might come a bit of a weird thing because he's just recently left Joe's gym. But we had Scott on last week, didn't we? And obviously he was in action at the weekend. And one of the things that came out of that conversation was when the opportunity came and presented itself to him to go to America. This is Scott Quigg, obviously. Yeah, sorry, yeah. And to work with uh, Freddie. Um, it was one of those that he thought to himself, I could quite easily stay with Joe because I'm enjoying myself and doing whatever. But when I finish my career and I look back at it and I look at that moment, do I want to regret not taking that moment? You know what I mean? And from listening to what you're saying right now, I'm kind of getting that vibe from you that maybe in 10 years' time, when maybe it might be too late, because age catches us all at some time, you know what I mean? Time gets us at some point. But when you look back at it in 10 years from now and you wouldn't have taken the opportunity to do it, there might have been an element of regret there. So like you just said, that dawning of that moment where you go to yourself, let's get amongst it, let's let's see what happens. Yeah, I think the opportunity was there, which is the biggest thing. And like... It wasn't there at 2012 and it wasn't there in 2015, but all, all of a sudden, 2016, 2017, it was. Mm. And and like you're saying with with, with Scott, uh, like I'm one of them people where when you look, when you do look back, I would hate to say, oh. uh, if but maybe, yeah, or yeah. if mm. only. I've I've always just done it, and if it didn't work out, then it didn't work out. At least I tried, and I can look back and say, well, you know what, I I give it my best shot there, and it didn't work out. But if I look back and think. Why didn't I do it? That had killed me more than yeah, yeah. more than the having tried and failed. So that that's the reason why. Basically, the opportunity was there, and you know, just go, just go for it and see what happens. The worst mm. worst that can happen. Plus, you're seeing Katie getting a bit of attention on Sky, and she thought, "I want a piece of that." Oh, I should call me out as well. Yeah, I want me <laughs> revenge. She's yeah, she has twice. twice. She's called me out. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't even had a pro fight. Yet. Oh yeah, twice. <laughs> hey, no, don't complain about that, mate. You know what I mean? Let's get straight back on Sky. We'll talk about Katie, and obviously, in uh, the weekend because I know that obviously, with you being a part of Team GB, you will have crossed paths at some point with Mr. Uh, Joshua, who put us through it at the weekend. Oh. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll get to him uh, shortly, and of course, we'll uh, we'll talk about your plans and ambitions going forward uh, over the over the next 12 months you're listening to radio city talk make sure you stick around natasha jonas is in the studio with this is the fight disciples podcast subscribe now via the itunes store
If you just tuned in, Natasha Jonas is with us. She's decided to turn pro, so get ready, man. We are going on another journey. This city, we're, we're quite blessed, actually, that um, we do this radio programme in Liverpool. And I know that I'm biased, but if you compare this to other cities, yes, they've got good pros, quality pros, elite pros, but if you, if you, if you look at Liverpool, there's a, there's a ridiculous amount of talent in this city. Smith Brothers. You've got Bellew, obviously, who's currently world champion. I mean, I could sit here. I'm going to miss some of his name. I'm going to miss some of his name. I'm not going to name him. Be careful. I'm not going to name him, right? Just let's just say there's tons coming out of Liverpool right now. Of course. And now we've got one sat right in front of us, uh, right here in the taxi. But this journey's different. This journey's different because this this is the first professional female boxer that we can really get behind, and that's what makes it so exciting, I think. Mm. In this era when, you know, female fight sports is probably having the best resurgence, well, certainly from what I can remember, potentially of all time. I think Ronda Rousey really blazed the trail in the UFC. I think the UFC realised that women's fight sports is not only as good, but in a lot of ways, we watch a lot of UFC, the women's fights are the best. Yeah, yeah. Women's fights are way, way more exciting. I think boxing's caught on to that. Obviously, Katie Taylor's already... Ca- basically the princess of Ireland as it is. So she's carrying that momentum in. Obviously, Nicola Adams has come in now, and that's what's kind of you know left the door ajar for our Tash to, mm. to push through as well. Not just the women's game, but why do you think Liverpool is booming at this moment in time? Well, just a fight in town. I think we always... <laughs> yeah. Just I a town full of scrappers. No, I don't, I don't mean in like the physical sense. I mean, politically, you know, yeah, good shout. economically, we've, we've always fought for what we believe in, and, and that just... That just you know, from the grassroots up. Mm. So we're hungry. We're hungry to succeed, whether that's in football, whether that's in boxing, whether that's in athletics. I mean, we're one of the smallest cities, is that right? But even when we were done our Olympic um, parade in the 2012, there were so many athletes that are based and are from Mm. Liverpool that it's just unbelievable. Like, Mm. for such a small city, how how much talent, like, sport we've got. Mm. Get after it, you see. Let's talk the weekend, right? Because there'll be people tuning into the show saying, why are they not talking about... We, we do do several shows a week, of which one's available for you to download via our website, fightdisciples.com. It's the full rundown of everything that happened with AJ and Klitschko. But you're a pal of AJ's. You must have been watching that at the weekend. What's it like as a mate, right? Because we do this all the time. You're a pal of Bellews. Mm-hmm. I'm a pal of Crawlers. We sit there and we watch him sometimes, and I hate it. I can't watch Anthony fight sometimes because I'm like, stop it, mate. Stop. stop. I don't like it. <laughs> So for you to watch your mate go through probably one of the greatest fights of all time, what's it like, that? It's so bizarre because I know how people feel when I get in the ring and I'm probably more relaxed than they are. And that's the same way when, when, like, he just gets in the ring, he's having his little dance on the thing. I'm thinking, oh, come on, come on. And multi-millions, tens of millions around the world. And he looked like he was getting in for a sparring session. Mm. He was he was just cool absolutely loving the moment. And I thought, good on you. But at the same time, like, I had no nails. Yeah. And then... And you you're know, a, and that's it. You're a fighter as well. So you kind of know that vibe. You, you, you felt those things, you know what I mean? Yeah, So for yeah. you to still feel that, that it puts a little bit of a shiver on me, you know what I mean? Because everybody was feeling the exact same way. So then, you know, the, the, like, the wing walks, I'm like... Come on, we can do this. We can, we can do this. Like I'm there with him, and then, then the first round goes. I thought, okay, it's close. Second round goes close, and I think Sky gave it the, give them to Joshua. I think I think Sky a, did, yeah. Sky yeah. did, yeah. Um, but I was like, mm, that could have gone either way. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. Could have won the first two rounds. I, I, in yeah. my personal opinion, I thought that. So then it comes to round three. I thought, oh, that's a better round for AJ. So I'm tallying these scores up. Then we get to the round, was it five? five. When he put him down, yeah. Five, and I was thinking, 
God, yes. yeah. <laughs> we've, like, got him. we've got him, we've got him. And then after that, it just like, what a just weird round like though. Died. What a it weird round. Like he died to death. Like he punched himself out. Yeah, and then I was thinking, ooh. And then round six comes, and I was like, ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, come on, come on, AJ, come on. Can I just point out, you, because we're on the radio, Natasha's being extremely diplomatic with her language. There's no way that you <laughs> yeah. went, ooh. For, for, the, for the real reaction, listen to our yeah. podcast yeah, yeah, where yeah, we yeah. analyse it. And things thrown at the TV and all yeah, sorts. Exactly. It was one of them. Ed, you, you was it Rocky? It was yeah, a Rocky Balboa movie, wasn't it? Rocky movie. And it, like, I just went through so many. I I don't even know what he was going through, but I I went through so many emotions watching it. And then I I was saying I was saying to Saint and Snods it was um, they asked for their prediction. I was saying nine onwards. If he's going to win, he's going to win at least. So I was just happy to get a prediction, right? To be honest, because every time someone asks me for a prediction, I always say, "Oh yeah, this, this," and I'm, and I'm hundred percent certain this is how it's going to go. This and it never ever turns out. But then. It was coming nine, ten. I'm thinking, oh, he's, he's picking it back up. I still thought he was a little bit behind, but I thought, yeah. oh, he's picking it back up. And then it just happened, it didn't wow, it? It finished the uppercut. Yeah. What a way My neck still sore from it. <laughs> so <laughs> I was definitely still feeling that. And I was just like, I jumped up. The baby's clapping. She doesn't know what's going on, but she's clapping. I was screaming. We were all in my nan's house. We just all, everyone's jumped up the house. You would think he was one of our relatives. We Brilliant. were bouncing around the house. It was like, I couldn't even say what it was like, and then, and then he's won, and then he comes on, he gives that. The, the, he's people are like, is he really like that? Is he? Really, he is a genuinely all around good, nice guy. Mm. Yeah, guy, he's yeah. he's a, he's but a good I, guy. He's not in the ring, mate. He is a nasty piece of work. When he gets when that bell <laughs> oh, yeah, goes, yeah. he just something just goes like that. You like you just said there, right? You know him and you've spoken to him. But when I watch him on TV, I watch his interviews and various things like that, I think, what a humble, chilled out, really yeah. nice fan. And that's where the appeal is, I suppose, for the person that not necessarily is a boxing fan. That's why they attract to him because, oh, well, this is the guy, this is the poster boy, great stuff. But when the bell goes, man, mm-hmm. it's like some devil gets inside his head he, because it, you can see it in his eyes, you can see it the way he's talking to Klitschko, the way that he's going about his business. He is a nasty, nasty piece of work during those rounds. Yeah, it's business. That's a, it's, <laughs> yeah. He's getting in and he's, he, you know, you don't get paid for overtime, as they say in boxing. So yeah. he wants them out as quick as he can. And if that opportunity arises, he's going to take it. And it was just, I mean, it was unfortunate for Klitschko, but it was such a, a such a good Oh, it was great. Right? And he, yeah. a, he answered all the questions That's it, that everyone completely. asked 100%. him. You know, as he got a chin, can he do the 12 rounds? Can he do, well, he didn't go to 12 rounds, Pin but, in. you know, can, he answered all them questions and... Sometimes I scroll through like the the, the um, social media and I think, give the guy a break. Yeah, you know, give him a break. He's just there's not if you whether you're a fighting fan or not. That was a brilliant performance and a great atmosphere and a good night and a good night for British boxing mm. on the whole because everyone's gonna receive. Everyone's I was just about to ask you that. that. How do you see people now benefiting off that? Because you make a great point in tomorrow's show, which people can get on our website regarding the tradition of the heavyweight champion of the world being the poster boy of sport, not just boxing, the poster boy of sport. We've not had that for a period of time. We now kind of have that. It's coming. You know what I mean? There's a vibe around AJ that he is the elite in that particular division. And with that, eyes gravitate towards the sport. So how do you see that now benefiting maybe the grassroots, people picking up a set of gloves, boys, girls, just wanting to be wanting to be AJ? Yeah, you, it's... I mean, just after the Olympics, I think we saw something crazy, like a 60% increase in mm. female participation and carded girls. Wow. So that was just from 2012 and watching three three women in three different weights, you know, perform well. And so 
kids now. There's some little kid who's seen that on Saturday or, you know, seen a repeat or what I've heard them speak, seen it on wherever and thinking, I can be him. I want I want to do that. And he's gone to his local gym and that there'll be a million kids around, around yeah. the, the streets that have done that. Mm. And, he, you know, he does. he's not ashamed to talk about the hardships he's had and the things that he's come through and look where he is now. So any it's 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 not impossible for anyone to do it. And that's I think that's a, a bigger message than than the actual winning the world championship. He's just a, a normal kid that's come from, you know, a bit of a rough background and, and he's worked hard and tried his best and he's got where he's got. That's the beauty of it, because even in his, his post fight interview, to be that cool and calm and collected doing that type of interview five minutes after a fight, yeah. when he's saying, Listen, I'm just a normal dude. This is just hard work. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the best message for any course, kid, isn't it? Yeah. That's the best it's, message. It's the same thing Bellew puts out after every fight. You know, Bellew's completely different personality because he, he is Tony the Bomber rather than Anthony in the run-up to a fight and he plays this character because he wants to put bums on seats. But after every fight, he, he's always the first to kiss and hug and pick up his opponents. He's always the first to go on camera and go, listen, I'm just a scally from, from, from Liverpool and I just work hard and I didn't know I could achieve what I've achieved. And it was similar with Anthony Joshua. That was the amazing message to everyone around the world, not just in the UK. It's like... If you want to, if you want something in life and you're willing to put the work in, you can achieve it. You can kind of achieve anything. Mm. That was what really stood out for me, and that's what really transcended boxing. Is that this guy? Yeah, he's had a he's had a hard life, and yeah, he's been in trouble with police when he was younger. But he found boxing, and this is the great thing about boxing and all fight sports. It's got this incredible ability to transform people, not just physically but also mentally as well. It puts people on the street and narrow, and it's afforded him an opportunity to now become hopefully a billionaire. Mm. Mm. And then once uh, you've got the bug, obviously you can't retire. You've got to come back, haven't you? That's how that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It opens it opens up the doors from. Well, more, um, you know, you've got Fiori who's saying he's on the comeback trail, so it opens up the door for so many more big bite fights. Mm. And now the Americans are looking at the British heavyweight boxing scene like, what have we got? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what have we got coming through? Who have we got? There, yeah. Exactly. So, and but then you know, the other the, the flip side of that is AJ becoming such a big global star and earning so much money, you know, he's, he's completely surpassed Deontay Wilder, he's now. He'd be earning the kind of money that these big six foot seven, six foot eight college athletes in America will go, wait a minute. Actually, boxing, I can earn that kind of money. I don't have to go into the NFL. I don't have to go into basketball. I can go after the boxing. And that's been the problem in America. That's why there's been a shortage of heavyweight champions for America for years. That's why the American national amateur team has gone downhill over the last few years because there's that much money in the NBA and the Mm. NFL and baseball and things like that. That natural athlete to go into college and go, well, actually... I'm going to go in a team sport. I'm not going to stand there and get punched in the face. I'm going to go this way because I can earn 10 times the money. Mm. When AJ becomes the focal point, and he's quickly on his way there now, of world sport and the biggest earner in world sport, more American athletes will look at that. And you will see, we in 10 years' time, five years' time maybe, we will see the benefits of AJ's popularity because I think the heavyweights will have a complete resurgence. And that also filters down... To other, every weight class yeah every weight class and other athletes within the UK because you look at that and you think to yourself fancy being on the undercard there mate you know what I mean I fancy a bit of that look at, look at the likes KT was on it Joe Cordina you know all just like quick. a team GB it like, was yeah it was. but you know if you, you've got the opportunities to do that and Eddie has got the the capability of putting so many boxers because he's got a big stable mm. so on, on on things like that and it makes other weight divisions more interesting you know, and more viewed because there's sometimes a thing about the lighter weight classes don't really get the recognition they deserve. Put them on the undercard. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Now, 
the I'm, I'm sure since you decided to turn pro, you have answered a million. I'll go for a million questions on uh, on Katie Taylor. I, I, I might be going give give or take five or six. All right. <laughs> You're probably fed up of it. However, we wouldn't be doing ourselves justice well, for what we do. Well, she called again. So well, no, yeah, again, yeah, twice. That's it. You haven't even had a fight yet, and she's gobbing off, right? Okay, so let's get stuck into it. Katie um, winning her first uh, professional title at the weekend. You've got history with you. You know what I mean? You met her at 2012 in the Olympics. You must, when you turn pro, have a little tiny little thing in the back of your head where you think to yourself, our paths will cross at some point in the pro game. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not stupid. I know like why there's an opportunity for me to come through because maybe if I wasn't in, in, in the weight that I am, that it would have been like, hmm, well, we'll see. But because of the, the past and the history and you know what happened, everyone's like, well, it'd be good to have you on board. So I, I'm not silly. I know that the mm. opportunity is somewhere down the line. Prefer, preferably be for me if she's got a title and I've got a title and yeah. you know it's for a unification of something yeah. that will that our, crash, our paths will cross. But... Yeah, it is what it is. I'm, I'm, for for me personally, I. Even though I know that's there, my journey is not all about Katie Taylor. No, contrary no. to what everybody thinks, it's not just because of Katie that I want to turn professional. It's like this has been about about a journey for me and about where I can go. Because even as much as I would as an amateur, personally, I still think I underperformed especially on the on on the big stages. So now it's like okay, you've got another chance to do something else. Let's let's get something here. You, you you're talking like you've got a thirst to quench. Is that what it <laughs> yeah, is? Is that yeah. what it is? You've got some unfinished business Sounds that like you the just fire's want. Burning again yeah, yeah. Yeah. you want to get something done. Definitely, you know, I I know I know what's there. I know what what it is. I know who I've got to beat. I know how I've got to get there and you know, just let's let's go and get it done. Let's see how far we can get. Mm. It the, the beauty of it is though, you know, there is that potential I love a narrative. super fight down You know that I love a narrative, man, when there's a fight going on. <laughs> well, listen, we've, we've spoke about both Katie and, and Nicola Adams on our show a lot, you know, certainly on the podcast. And and I've even confessed, I said, I can't get excited about Nicola Adams' pro career. As phenomenal as an amateur she was, like unbelievable two-time Olympic gold medalist, because I don't know enough about the weight class. I don't know enough about other girls in her weight class, you know, the, the flyweight divisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Difficult to get excited about anyway, because they're not the biggest. And... It, her story for me, Nicola could go on and win five versions of the world title. But the problem is, at no point at this at this point in time, at no point do I think, oh, she's gonna fight this girl further down the line, and that will be amazing. Hopefully, she'll find someone which will be like a nemesis, yeah. and they'll have this amazing trilogy, and it'll really put it on the map. Can I can I wait Klitschko with AJ? For, you know, Klitschko, yeah, yeah. Klitschko was amazing for 10, 15 years. Yet that was his best performance on Saturday. <laughs> AJ made Klitschko kind of, even though he lost. That's why the rematch will definitely happen. But I think straight away, we already know somebody in your weight class. We already know there's a super fight there that can happen further. That A Eubank-Ben type meeting further down the line, double world title fight. And that's why I think people straight away are like, oh, Tasha's turning pro, this is exciting. And that's 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 great, great for mm. Tasha, and you need to ride that, you know, ride yeah, that crest. Yeah, I've, like, as I say, I'm not, I'm, I, I know that's what people want, and for the 10,000 people that were in the XL Arena that day... The, they've, they've already signed up again, they've already the, sold the tickets <laughs> for me, they're ready to go it, again. It, it, you can't, you can't, and, you know, my coach was there, and he'd been to some, like, world championships fights, he's like, I've never heard an atmosphere like it. No. And for me, as a boxer going in there... They're the kind of they're the kind of nights that you you know that that's, that's why you, you do all the work. That's what you do all the work for. Mm. Whether that was for me or not, whether that was a sea of green or not, but doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't yeah. Matter. 
Doesn't matter. Um, just before we move on to the next part of uh, today's show, what is the the stepping stones now? Because you're in camp, you're training. I know that you're there grafting away, doing your thing. Yeah. What's the 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 timeline before we get to? Is see it you? Leeds? I've heard Leeds. Are you going to be de- making your debut in Leeds, or is that nothing set in stone um, as of yet? Um, I've just finished um, talks with another promoter, um, and we're just trying to. See who's got the best deal for me at the oh, minute. Right. So okay. we're still so working that out. Yeah, you're, you're tied in with Joe. You've got your management thing set up, but you haven't actually signed with a with a promoter. As I of haven't yet. signed with a promoter yet. So oh, we've got to start on all that process. And there's an opportunity in it. Quick, get some oh, money out. Son. Yeah. Get some yeah. money out. Yeah. We'll put some shows on. The, the problem is when you win best sports podcast at the, at the, at the British Awards. <laughs> unfortunately, there's no cash check to go with it. Unfortunately, <laughs> otherwise we'd do it. Yeah. That again, it's there's a lot of the business of boxing is in itself confusing. You want to fight. You want to fight. You want to get in the ring. You want to do your thing. But there's a lot of things that you've got to think about. Management, promotion, all the all the little dotting of I's and crossing of T's just so therefore you're you're confident enough that you are going in the right direction. Because you could be the most talented fighter in the, the whole world. Everything else has got to be in place as well for you to get to where you want to get to, hasn't it? Definitely. And like you say, it, it's totally different from the amateur side because it is now a business and you're trying to do the best and put the most money in your pocket. And, yeah. And... It's your livelihood, you know. If you, you injure yourself and you don't box for six months, then you've got no money. So yeah. you've, you've, it, there's something's got to be in place. And I'm, I'm just fortunate enough that I can ring the likes of Bell, you ring, the, speak to Stephen to guide me into the, the, you know, the the right the right places and who to talk to, what's the best route, and you know what deals they where stalker where he's fell, where he's picked himself back up. So it, I've been lucky enough to be able to do that, but. It's it's just so different. It's so so different, and yeah. you know there's there's headaches. You know there's. Well, good you're times used to someone going. We'll put that money in your bank every weekend. There's all your kit. If you need any more kit, let us know. Yeah. You've got to be at this location to train five days a week or whatever. If you injure yourself, there she is. You yeah, know, there's the you, physio. Yeah, there's this. If you, yeah. you, you're a bit sickly. There's the doctor. You know, we've got an S and C coach for you, and, and that's <laughs> now what you're going to do your own thing. And now I've got to find. I've got to find all these people myself. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit different when you have to pay for it as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stick around, Sasha's going to stick around for the final part of the show. Uh, You are listening to Radio City Talk. This is Fight Disciples. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Uh, If you just join us, Natasha Jonas is with us. Um, talking about her uh... with us you mean the award winning Fight Disciples show That's... I'll let you say it this time no. it's getting tiring when I say it isn't it fair play man um, um, she's with us she's turned pro she's out of retirement she's ready to whoop some backside is I think is the terminology um, and I've, I've got a theory as to why she's decided to turn pro okay alright now obviously there's the boom in female boxing um, there's the opportunity of maybe becoming a world champion we mentioned earlier on you personally weren't happy with your amateur career you want to you want to achieve greater things. I don't think it's that at all, mate. I think, I don't, yeah, it's I think it's because you've seen your sister playing in the Champions League. That's what I think it is. <laughs> I, think you've thought, I think you've been sat around the dinner table, your sister's been gobbing off, thinking, look at me, I'm playing in the Champions League here, and you're thinking to yourself, hang on a minute, I'm not having any of this nonsense, I'm getting amongst it. That's, what, that's what's happened, hasn't it? Well, Come so, on. Do you know what? We are so competitive. It's unbelievable. We are. That's not even a joke. That's what's happened, hasn't it? Come on, be honest. You, you know what? I should be showing off. Her. She, you know, sure. She's, she's, she's Anthony Joshua. Is very humble, but if it comes to a, you know, a, a kick off around between us two, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> there's going to be trouble. And she's gone from she's at City now, isn't she? Yeah, so she was down to Manchester as well. Like, yeah, so. yeah. Mm. She's, you know, she's having an absolutely amazing time with a, with an amazing team behind her. So. I'm just happy to see her just 
you know, following her dreams and, and doing well. The Man City ladies squad this year yeah. has just been unbelievable, haven't they? They've, I mean, it's obviously everybody team. knows about their journey in the Champions League, but they're just dominating. They're, they're smashing everybody to pieces. And obviously uh, your sister's been a major part of that. And she's been called up to the national squad as well. I think she's had a couple of appearances over the last... She's got a few goals as well. Yeah, over the last year or so. So um... really showing off. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. See, you can see the venom in her eyes. <laughs> I was about to say the same really thing, showing man. off. I know, I just brought it up as a bit of a joke, but I've really touched the nerve here. Something's yeah. going off. No, no. Yeah, she's, she's, she's flying. Um, like I said, the team's absolutely brilliant. And I, I when I, like, I do get to go to the matches... I'm finding it difficult to see how other teams are really going to catch up because they're mm. so far ahead and mm. in the setup that they've got that I think it's going to be really Man City difficult. Did. I mean, the men's teams like that as well. They're so far ahead. If well, you, the facilities. If you, if you go to the, see yeah, the facilities yeah. and stuff, what Man City have got, it's no wonder they well they should be dominating the game the way they are. If you look at compared to other clubs, Man U, Liverpool, Everton, it's a completely different world. They're like pub sides compared to Man City. It's phenomenal. But that's another solid thing about female sport, people taking what we would be classed as traditionally male-dominated sports. They're being taken seriously by the biggest players in the game. We've just been speaking about the female boxing game. We're talking about Manchester City here. They're not going to invest money if they don't genuinely believe in something. And you look at the setup, as you just said, uh, which your sister's a part of, and she's doing extremely well. But the team itself is performing, and they're investing in bringing guys in now from America. I think the best player in the world is an American kid that's playing at, uh, at City. You know what I mean? All these things. There's going to be catch-up. Man United don't have one as of yet. They're going to be thinking to themselves, hang on a minute, there's something here. So this is the better she does, the better Man City do, the better it is for female sport in general, and there's more girls going to be thinking... That's a gen. That's a proper career. I fancy a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Do you still play footy, Tash? Because you, you had know, a fo- didn't you have a football scholarship one? Yeah, I did at one stage. Yeah, ago. many years ago. Um, I couldn't. I, I, to be the standard of women's footballs moved on since that time. That I probably wouldn't even get into a side now because it, it has come. It's come on. Um, but some, it was funny that some kids stopped me the other day. I was like, aren't oh, you the one that plays, plays for England? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my little sister. No. <laughs> she's human. So your little sister used to get people come going, oh my, do you box? you're the one that boxes for England. You boxed in the little. And she was like, no, oh no. And now you're getting, no, mate, you're in the Champions no. League. Yeah. No, I'm not. That's why she's coming back. You're That's right. That's what she's in. That's what she's in the mix, mate. How are you finding the juggling of parenting? Because me and him have got youngsters in our house. We know how much of a... Uh, Bit of a head mess it can be at a particular time to yeah. get everything balanced up. You're I was up at four this morning, rock walking and roll, the baby around the the, uh, the hall. My wife was going, just put it in our bed. <laughs> no, and I was no. Like, no, no, no. I did in the end. Obviously, <laughs> my wife was right. I should have just put Honestly, it in. Anyway. The wife's always right. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what? I, I'm one of them lucky, lucky parents where... Don't say the baby sleeps right. She's sleep, always that. slept in her own bed. She's always slept all the way through. She's not fussy about what she eats. She absolutely eats. In, in she's like me in that way she eats anything and everything wow um, don't have a second you won't have the same again right I'm telling you now that <laughs> that. um, that's probably why I'm scared to have another one um, but yeah she's she's just really she's really good and I, I know that when I'm not there with her apart from being in nursery that she's with my family so it's not like she's just with anyone yeah, yeah. I know that she's being yeah. taken care of and the way that we grew up we grew up with everyone. Like we grew up in my nan's where we was with everyone. All your cousins, uh, yeah. And so, else. like my nan's the the very like central part of our family. She's the chief. She's she is, the boss. Yeah, and everyone, ev- the whole family's got a key to my nan's house, and that's where everyone goes. Like, like at the weekend when we was watching Joshua fight, there was about there must have been 
15 people in there watching it. So everyone's sitting on people's knee, all the kids are Brilliant. on the floor and, and that's the way it that's the way it is. So I know that she's not missing out on anything. No, and, absolutely. And enjoying herself while But while that's a good thing there. from your point of view because that must I mean, for other mums that are listening to this that are thinking of various careers, not necessarily sport or boxing or anything like that, but that can put them off. That can put them off making a decision and going for something, trying to achieve a dream because oh I'm, I'm giving my life up for, for this. That support network, whether it be family, whether it be friends, whether it be trainers or whatever is imperative if you're going to get to the top of doing what you do. Definitely. And, like, apart from speaking to Tom, the the the, the first thing that I, I thought, I'm going to have to speak to my family because they see the other side of it. They see the tears after the Commonwealth. They see me crying for two days after the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So they see, you know, every, everyone's like, oh, yeah, she got there and it was brilliant. And But they see the other side and the hard work that goes in and the times that I can't go for a meal and I'm missing out on people's birthday and I'm flying to this country for this and I can't do this for that. So yeah. they see the, the actual work side of it. Yeah. Um, and, and as I, I went it's their, to them, it's their commitment as well, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I, I went um, I went to my mum and my nan. I was like, look, there's an opportunity. Yeah, what do you think? And to be fair, my mum was, my mom was like the biggest amateur boxing fan when I was a boxer so um, she was I, now I think she just googles all the female professionals in me week so now she's on it again so she's just <laughs> she's doing the matchmaking she, yeah, yeah she's just happy to be back in the mix and, brilliant you know, she so, loves it um, she, yeah she loves it so yeah but without them what was your nan's response? so my nan she's she the like, one that used to get emotional when you boxed? yeah she right. got she gets emotional and uh, like it was only on Saturday that she realised that I'm going to be, I'm having no no head guard. So she was crying again at that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, my nan. But she she knows that the, there's a bigger picture. So as long and Joe, like Joe, the little smoothie was right in there when we were doing the press day, and he was saying, "Look, you know, I'll treat her like my own. You know, I know she's granddaughter. I'll make sure she's safe, and that's my job." And and so my nan's. The thing is, I know that he gets a bit of a bad rap, Joe. I've known Joe for a bit, period of time. He genuinely means that. Yeah. I mean, no, he, yeah, he, 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 he takes all of his, whether boys or girls or whatever, he, he takes them all as his own kids. He genuinely means that. And he's, I remember him once saying to me that he, he takes his responsibilities to make sure that you get home to your loved ones safe. That's his response. That's, what, yeah, that's yeah. his take on him being a trainer. So when he, with him saying that, they can genuinely think to himself, actually, yeah. He's being legit, this guy, and he's going to do everything that he can yeah. to keep our daughter safe. So even though she doesn't necessarily like the idea, I think she felt comforted by that. Yeah. So she, so she's, she's on board. She's no, she's got, board. no, she's, she's got someone board. to blame now. She's got someone yeah, to blame. Yeah, so yeah. if something yeah. does go wrong, she's going to be around with the handbag, <laughs> whacking him over the back of the head. It's your fault, this. <laughs> That's how he's going to go down. So, Joe, be, 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 be wary of yourself. And mentioning him, it kind of leads me on nicely to the training regime where you're at at this moment in time. So how does your week at this moment Fall. What's what's the score? Are you up early doing the roads? What what what's the crack? Where are you at? So it's um it's two times a day. Yeah. Um, oh, he's meticulous and he's all right, but five days a week, and then we do like extra sessions of whether it's S and C yoga, whatever it is. Um, but it normally consists of, you know, your actual boxing training mm-hmm. and a run, or your boxing training and a swim and swimming. This is. That's like a new thing for me. Hey, I've got a message here from him. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going to get onto swimming, swimming at oh. mate. I knew we were going to get onto swimming at some point, right? Because not only did he tell me about your sparring with Butler, yeah, just having a bit of a crack back and forth, but he said, uh, "Ask her about her swimming. Where's she at? Where's she swimming? Come on, I'll let you crack on." Uh, tell so us, I don't tell know what Joe said, <laughs> but it's come on. 
heaps and bounds. It's cool and heaps and bounds. Yeah. I, I can actually swim now. Um, I, can, I don't need armbands, you know, I can get to the others. I, I breathe. Um, so you'd never, you'd never ever, swam before? That's with, so unusual with no, TGB. Yeah, exactly. That was, didn't you do swimming? We didn't swim at all. It's wow. so bizarre. I, I used to swim, but, you know, yeah. swimming like you're on holiday yeah, above yeah. the water in the jacuzzi the, is different talking yeah. to the person next to you as you go you know <laughs> doggy paddling yeah, yeah yeah just yeah. and that's like that's I, I used to have like I'd go a front crawl I'm doing the action not that you can see <laughs> but you know I used to have a go front crawl and then with Joe it's like Proper it's swimming. made people quit it's yeah. made people quit. Wow. So, um, oh, yeah, they're up early doors, man. Berry swim bath. Get in there. Come on. And away they go. 100 mile an hour starts. Oh, stuff. it's so. Um, I've done a swimming session with Paul Butler, and like everyone's like, oh, Paul's. Um, Paul was saying, I'm not the best. I'm not the. Like, I'm, I'm probably one of the worst, but I have got better. But So I was thinking, okay, I'll you know, yeah, yeah. See, what, see what Paul's about. I was glad I was doing it with Paul, not Callum, because Callum can. It was yeah. Callum like a fish. Oh, Callum and he's Callum like and Ophi. turning and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's Callum and Ophi are just off. So um, I I was doing it, and then obviously Paul, I can see his little feet in the background <laughs> paddling away. I can just see Dustin feet, and I was like. Oh, he's actually quite good. He's <laughs> lied to me here. He's had me off. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I, when we got out, I was like, Paul, I thought you said you were very good. Um, I was expecting a little bit slower than that. Um, do, do you mind not showing me up next time? Um, we just we just have a laugh. But that's the, the thing, you know, I, I'm... I'm a person that likes to be around people. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't train in, sol- in solitude by myself and I, I like I like that we've got a team, do you know yeah. what I mean? So It's funny that because we had Bell you on. He says he's totally he's the exact opposite. He has to yeah. train on his own. He does his own thing. Mm. And so I, strange. That is so I, I just couldn't do that. I couldn't. Mm. It'd be you know, even like on when we're all like on the treadmills and we're running, um, just looking over and you think... I'm going to say, you're not that one that talks, are you? I can't do that. I can't no, talk. I'm no, trying no. to train no, you, no, mate. I can't. I can't even breathe on some of the things that we do, never mind. Oh. So, like, but do everyone, like, come on, you've got this, come on. Only pushing each other. Only so, and I'm like, okay, I can do it, I can do it. I'll hold on for that couple of seconds more. But, you know, that's the, like, you've got people there just pushing you. Yeah. And, and that, well, for me personally, maybe I'm dying all the time, but that's what I need. Did you did you find it easy to get back in? Did, were your fitness levels all right? Did you find it easy to get back in or was it a bit of a, wow? No, it was, it was like... Did a, he chuck you straight back in at the deep end, pardon the pun regarding the swimming, but were you straight back in, full on, let's get stuck in? He wanted me to experience what, we would do like a right. like, a, like so. I was there for a, a couple of weeks on a tra- on like a trial basis. Yeah. Just he went. I said I'll do I'll do all the sessions that we do just so you can know what it is because there's no point in us getting yeah me just taking it as 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 a word and then getting then, and then we, suddenly we, changes completely. When yeah, you get me start. getting to yeah, yeah. a certain point and thinking, mm. oh, I can't do this. I don't want to do this, and that, and that be in the end. So he's like, I'm going to take you through everything that we do, and then after that, after that, you can make the decision on what you want to do, and. You know, I, 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 to myself, I thought he's trying to break me. Yeah. He's trying to break me, <laughs> but I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have it. So no, but it, it was just, it was just the way it worked, and it was, it was really good. And my fitness was, you know, you you go. I, I'm not a keep fitter. I can't keep fit. I have to. I'm oh, dead specific. I'm right. like, yeah. So I have to be doing something for something. Yeah. And so when I used to go to the gym and I I do the circuits in the rotunda and stuff, and I was like. You know, you just you just do them as everyone else does, just getting by and like occasionally I'd go on a little jog, but when you're actually doing it to be fit and to be fighting fit, it's totally different. And mm. I, I was like, it was a shock to the system. Plus, I was a lot heavier, um, so I was like, ooh, 
You're a lot heavier and are a lot heavier are two totally different things, all right? Two totally different things, all right? We are talking a couple of kilos here, kid. You know what I mean? Come on. No, I was a lot heavier. Just come on. Well, I say baby weight, she was one, but I still hadn't got rid of it. So I was like, I I was heavy anyway, but I've I've lost it. I'm I'm not actually far off my boxing weight. Wow. Wicked. Really, really wicked, mate. You're speaking about it with so much passion and so much... Of a smile on your face, it's great to see. It it, no, it genuinely good. is really good. To it's see. good to see you back at the events as well, Tash. And I'll sit in ringside and stuff because oh, I hadn't right. seen you for a couple of years. It's good now that you're I back. Went missing, in I went missing. That big cheesy smile, <laughs> like hi, I'm back. But I, I always thought that it was like when I left, I was like, you know, before I left, I was like, I can't do this for another years. I don't want to get up at this time. I don't want to weigh in at this time. I don't want to run at this time. So when I left, I was like, right, fine, I'm staying in bed. I'm staying in bed and doing what I want. I'm not going to get up. I'm going to eat when yeah. I want, when I want, how I want. And it's fine for, for a couple of months. And then you start getting like, oh, well, like I've got all this yeah. time. What, I quite like the routine. Yeah. What what do I do? And, and I always thought it was the routine that I hated. And now that I'm back into it, I think, no, that's actually what you miss the most. It yeah. was the, I, I miss that and I miss going to the gym and being around everyone and I miss, you know, getting up at a time and having a purpose and, you know, doing what you need to do and, you know, going to chill for the rest of the day. It's kind of perfect then the, the opportunities come now and wasn't available then because maybe if it had come then, someone got, oh, I'll give you a load of money, come and turn professional. Oh, yeah, great, OK, I'll go and do that. In your mind, it sounds like you, you'd you had enough of it. You'd had enough of being training every day, the, the repetitiveness of it all. Maybe the break away, having the baby and everything else and then the opportunity coming now is what's been the key to reigniting the fire. Maybe the fire had pretty much burned out. But boxing is like, especially when you're on that GB programme, don't get me wrong, it's an amazing setup and it's, but it's so hard. It's so hard and every sport, we was talk, I was talking about this to someone yesterday, every sport has a down period, mm. every single sport in the mm. world and athletes get months where, you know, they're off and the, you know, winter training and summer training. In amateur boxing, you just don't get that. There's a tournament every single month, and he, like you're, you're always training on the basis that you might be the one selected to go. But you, you could train exactly how the people selected to go go, and you don't go. Yeah, yeah. So you know it's it's so difficult, and to do that for four years, and then to do it for another four years, and I was like, there's not a chance I'm doing that again, because mm. it's it's so so it's. Your body can do anything. I'm a firm believer that your body can do anything that it wants. But mentally, mm. it's so hard. It's so hard. Well, we can see that you got a smile back on your mush. Yeah, it's, no it's, it's great. great to see that. Um, and we wish you all the very best with this crazy little journey that hopefully you're going to take us on, man. You know what I mean? I fancy another trip to Wembley, do you? Oh, yeah, big Let's time. Let's get a little yeah. trip down to Wembley. Yeah, I want to get this girl Arena. That's what we want. Echo Arena. The girls already had big wins at the Echo Arena. I want to back there. All right, all right. Maybe Anfield? Maybe. Anfield or Goodison for you, Tosh? Oh, yeah, Anfield. Anfield, yeah, Anfield. Yeah, yeah. Anfield. There you there go. We go. Uh, well, thank you very much for coming in. Much much appreciated. Cheers. Um, if you've missed any part of that, you can get it on our website, fightdisciples.com, and also on tomorrow's show, which is episode 97 of, go on, Nick, the award. The award-winning Fight Disciples That's podcast. Um, there is the full breakdown of AJ versus Klitschko from the weekend. We also talk about Scott Quigg and Luke Campbell, so get yourself on there. It's all on fightdisciples.com. Have a great week. We'll catch you next week when hopefully in the studio we'll have Jazza Dickens as he makes his comeback uh, in Leeds a week on Saturday. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.